Welcome to My Orgasmic Life Podcast, a show that where we talk about sex, love, relationships, and kink. And of course, my favorite part, I share with you my very graphic, very juicy, and always entertaining orgasmic life. I'm Gaia Morissette, your hostess, and your holistic sexual wellness specialist, your trauma healer, your BDSM expert, and of course, your pro dominatrix. Mm. <laughs> the show was inspired to inspire you to support your orgasmic living. Remember, always check the content warning before you listen and make sure you're listening where no one else can hear it because you never, ever know what I'm going to say because I always come with an explicit graphic content warning. <laughs> now, strap in and enjoy the show. Hello, my fabulous, fantastic, amazing audience. Okay, so we are going to talk about voyeurism. You know, um, I reached out to my audience and said, hey, is there any topics that you want me to cover? And, you know, audience was like, hey, listener was like, hey, you want to go into voyeurism a little bit? So I'm sure I've talked about voyeurism over the years. I know I've talked about exhibitionism versus nudism it was a really good, op, you know, conversation it was a great episode, but I don't know if I've really ever talked about what's it like to be a voyeur. Why are people voyeurs? How, how does that play itself out where you want to watch and engage from that, you know, gain sexual gratification as a, as a, as a voyeur. So actually let's, let's take it from a societal standpoint voyeurism we are actually as a society incredibly voyeuristic our whole society is based on watching watching tv that's why reality tv shows are so popular and has been because you know we think that we get to watch and we're observing and we're gaining you know we get to be able to watch from a distance and not be active in the participation of whatever it is that we are watching and so as a society we're kind of programmed for that that's why pop that's why porn is so popular and will always be popular because we like to watch we gain gratification from watching there's a separation from watching versus the engagement or the act the interaction component you know, this is why, you know, our whole, we have all of our social media is all about watching other people's lives, enjoying the, the watching from a distance. So as a society, we kind of are all very much programmed to be voyeurs in on a daily basis. So let's talk about it from a sexual standpoint. Why would you want to watch? and not actually engage and there's different levels of voyeurism okay so there's the you know and again i'm i'm only i'm not talking about non-consensual voyeurism okay i'm not talking about basically being a peeping tom or peeping jane 
um, because that's not consensual. However, um, you know, and that whole like catching people doing things while you're watching them from a distance without them knowing about it, there's an arousal of response in that. That's why, that's why it's become, you know, there's, there's all of those, you know, that's why we watch porn. Okay. We had to watch something without engaging in it. So, um, the desire to watch people while they're not knowing that you're watching them is another, is part of, is a kink. There's a, there's a kink component in that, um, you know, this peep and Tom. And to be honest, it turns out that, you know, I learned a couple of years ago that I actually had, you know, being, I knew I was an exhibitionist and I loved being watched and I loved participating, but I didn't really, I'm not usually a very hands-off kind of gal. So it was very surprising to me when, you know, a friend of mine sent me a video and I talk a little bit about this and I have a whole episode about learning my new <laughs> voyeuristic kink. But anyway, so he sent me a fun video of him in the shower. Um, I was like, whoa. And, and he set it all up as if he pr was pretending that, you know, he didn't know he didn't, he wasn't taking the picture and sending it to me or like taking the video. He, you know, was acting as if he didn't know it was even there. And I found myself incredibly turned on and aroused by this, you know, this hidden desire to watch people shower. <laughs> And it's a good thing that I'm all about ethics because um, uh, I would never non, not, you know, watch people unethically in a non-consensual way. Okay. That's, that's, that's not okay. All right. That's creepy. That's icky. That's, you know, well, it's a crime. All right. So uh, that piece is not okay, but you can still enjoy the aspect of, you know, hidden camera, you know, you know, you know, hole in the wall that you're looking through, um, you know, kind of voyeuristic kink in a way that's done from a place of consent. Okay. I always support consent, 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 consent. And yes, there is a, there is a piece around not knowing that you're being watched as part of the arousal response or the you know they're watching people without them knowing that you're and that's part of the arousal response but it's also unethical and not consensual and not okay it, it's predatory and abusive so i need to call it out as it is even though that might be part of your arousal response it's not an okay thing plus it's also we got, you know, there's all things around age and, you know, age of consent and all sorts of things. So if that happens to be one of your desires and one of your kinks, then you need to find ways to uh, explore that in a consensual way. You know, um, so you can, you know, have somebody set up a camera that, you know, that they're okay with you watching them. You know, you can set up a camera in the bathroom that they're okay with that. They don't know when you're going to be watching them, but they're okay that you're going to watch them. Um, you know, you might want to reach out to, you know, some people who offer some of those hidden camera. There's plenty of 
cam girl cam people that are you know opening open to you know these kinds of streaming opportunities so there's ways in which you can be it can be consensual it can be arousing and there can be you know compensation and um so you want to go dive into setting that up in a way that they know they're aware and they're okay with it okay um please don't you know peep in on your neighbor or put a hole in the girl shower or the boy shower <laughs> or like none of that that's not okay that's that's illegal <laughs> that will get you on the sex offender list and it's not cool because it's not consensual. So explore it from a consent space. Always. Consent, consent, consent. Consent is sexy. Again, my friend sent me a video of, you know, him in the shower and he made it look like he, you know, he pretended like it wasn't there and he didn't know it was there and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, and it didn't dissuade me from I didn't the arousal of it the fact that he didn't he was pretending that he didn't you know he didn't know there it was very clear and in the moment it very much turned me on but I could also be aroused by it without guilt without shame and without fear because I also knew he sent it to me from a consent space okay all right so that's one form of voyeurism where it's like uh, wanting to watch without, it's like that whole hidden hidden camera, hidden, hidden watching scenario. Another aspect of voyeurism is just really enjoying watching. Watching people fuck um, is another aspect of that. So, you know, you know, of course, obviously we've got porn, we got webcam, you know, we got camp, the whole cam world is made for voyeurs who want to watch people masturbate, people fuck, do all sorts of things. Exercise, bounce on balls, whatever. But then you can also, there's another layer of being in the environment and watching. So actually watching people fuck um, and being able to masturbate while you're doing that. So there's different, there's all sorts of different sex clubs all over the world, <laughs> depending on where you are in the world, depends on what kind of sex clubs you got going on and what kind of, you know, opportunities that you have. Um, so uh, for example, here in Canada and Ontario in particular, we have a bunch of actual sex clubs where you can go and you can, you know, um, you can go and you can enjoy people fucking and watching people fuck and blah, blah, blah. But it's also even at a sex club, it's important to get consent. Right. So people who may be having sex may be very okay with being watched. Um, but then there's a, you know, what is good voyeur protocol? Okay, we're going to talk about that. What's, what's healthy, good, you know, respectful voyeur protocol? Well, first of all, if you're going to watch people and it's a kind of a, you know, the room. So here, if they're in a private room, 
they have the door closed, that means no, you can't open the door and watch. Okay. If they, you know, kind of close the curtain or whatever, it means they don't want you particular anybody to watch. They may have somebody specific to watch. Respect that. Um, if they're in an open space, they're, they're okay with being watched as part of that. They're expressing their exhibitionism and you can express your voyeurism by watching and stroking your cock or stroking your vagina or what, whatever genitals you have that you want to touch. Um, but you need to be respectful. Don't give running commentary. Don't ask any questions. Don't speak. You need to be quiet. And when you, you know, wherever you make the mess, make sure you clean up your mess. If somebody is not, um, for example, they're just, you know, having a drink or whatever, they do not want you to masturbate to their outfit or whatever, okay? Unless they're in, in a stage where they're like, again, they're presenting themselves, they're masturbating, they're, they're having sex, something sexual orientation, something's going on, and they're in a public and forum at the club, then they go ahead. Again, no masturbating on them. Stay far, dis, uh, respectful distance away. Keep, be quiet. Don't make a mess. <laughs> Clean up after yourself and carry on. So those are the ways to be able to go and watch people. And there's other, there's other things like there used to be you know, um, you know, clubs where depending on where you are, again, it's all over the world. So it depends on where you, you know, where you're listening from and where you are. But there's actual live sex shows. Um, and again, there may be protocols about watching and maybe not being able to masturbate. Or you may be able to watch and masturbate. And again, make sure you are on a towel and you clean up your mess. No one wants to step in or sit in your mess. Very important part of respectful voyeurism. Um, sometimes it's appropriate that you, it may not be appropriate to touch yourself in the, the experience or to actually have a full on orgasm or an ejaculation. So depending on if you're at the sex, if you're at the sex club or if you're at the live sex show find out what the rules are about ejaculation and whatever they are respect them otherwise you'll get kicked out okay um so those are you know those are all the beautiful ways that you can enjoy being a voyeur um if for example you know, again, we're going to consent, consent, consent. So if you see somebody on the beach, you think they're hot, you know, don't take a picture of them so that you can jerk off later to it or work, you know, masturbate to it later. That's not consensual. You need consent. <laughs> Otherwise, it's a crime. And in the society that we live in where there's so much, so much media Everybody has phones, everybody have cameras, all the stuff. It's really important 
that you don't disrespect other people's um, privacy. But there are plenty of places where people are excited for you to take a picture of them and jerk off, masturbate, get turned on by it. Um, you know, you, it, it's like, it's like a sadist and a masochist. A masochist needs a sadist and the sadist needs a masochist in order for it to be healthy. It's the same thing. If you're going to be a voyeur, you want an exhibitionist. Exhibitionism needs voyeurs. Otherwise, there's what's the point of being an exhibitionist and nobody's going to watch you. So you need people that want to watch you. And as watchers, you want to, the people that you want to watch are the exhibitionists who are just as turned on by the idea that you're watching them and you're masturbating to watching them. You're so turned on by watching them. That is what the exhibitionist craves and desires is that piece of uh, being watched and arousing other people. So I am very much an exhibitionist. I love, I love people being turned on by me. Which is not an open invitation, by the way, to send me any penis pictures. <laughs> Just to remind you, that's not consensual. I haven't asked you for them. Don't send them. Don't send them. Do not send them. It's a whole other. We're going to do a whole other topic on why unwanted dick pics and sending them. That's going to be a whole other episode. Okay. Anyways. So I very much am an exhibitionist. I love being watched. I love being, I love turning people on. I have spaces that are consensual where you can join me in that adventure for those voyeurs that want to watch me get into all sorts of naughtiness and sexual exploration. And um, there's, there's spaces in which I've created that that is open. And then there's spaces where it's not appropriate. So even me as sexually liberated and sexually free and, and much of an exhibition as I am, there's a time and a place, right? When I put content up for you, you know, that's very sexual and very expressive and, and you know, um, I'm like, I'm welcoming. Yes, this is a good opportunity for you to watch and enjoy and for me to you know for you to be aroused by me that's a that's a yes and then there's places and times where it's not like if I'm standing at the line at the bank that's not a moment <laughs> right? or um you know I'm you know talking about something really serious you know I'm talking about trauma or you know deep healing that's not the moment. That's that, those are not the moments to be turned on by me. And if you are, I want you to keep it to yourself. I want to know about it. <laughs> but when I'm in my full, like, yes, um, exhibitionist self, and you know, you know, um, provocative pictures and provocative invitations and things like that, then yes, engage with me in that way. So. I'm, again, it's this whole piece around there's a time and a place and there's consent that needs to be involved so that everybody feels good about it, right? You want me to feel good and I want you to not feel icky or dirty or shame or bad. I don't want you to feel bad or dirty or shame. 
about the exchange between the exhibitionism and the voyeurism. It's like, even though it's often with most of our human sexual expression and societies, prudishness and things like that, we're not taught how to go about, you know, getting those needs met. And so we find these things and then we, you know, we do them in the, you know, the darkness, so to speak. And then we feel bad and then we feel shame. And then that, inter and then that activates and engages in our um, sexual arousal response and that we feel bad and that we feel wrong and we feel guilty and we feel shame inter mixed with our sexual arousal. And that makes it very confusing. And so you get imprinted as sexual arousal has to come with guilt and shame and fear of being caught and all these other things because that's how we were programmed that's the first experiences no one shared taught us differently things like that but there's something really incredibly powerful and epically horny <laughs> about two or three or four or a whole room full of consensual adults that are all in agreement to fulfill each other's desires and those you know the exhibitionist desire is to be watched and the voyeur's you know true desire is to watch and when there's no guilt or shame or feeling bad or icky involved in that you know that the freedom, the the beauty, the lightness, the intensity of the pleasure can intensify tenfold. So I lovingly invite you to start this process. If you happen to have your voyeurism is tangled up in, you know, the the non-consent, the the ick, the shame, the feeling bad if your arousal response is hooked all into that i lovingly invite you to reach out to me so we can help unhook that okay so that we can help heal that process because shame there's no room in hot sex there's no room for shame guilt and feeling bad in super hot sex there's no room it makes it not super hot it makes it super icky and even though you may have an orgasmic response from that, it's not as good as when everybody is like, there's a freedom. So if you think about it this way, your orgasmic possibilities are, say, with the entanglement of shame, guilt, and feeling bad in your orgasmic expression, okay, is, say, on the scale of zero to 10, I would say your orgasmic possibility of sexual satisfaction is sitting at like maybe a four. That's as high as it can possibly get. It can't get any higher than that. Um, versus you being sexually liberated, free, free of guilt, free of shame, fear, free of feeling bad. Um, everybody is super excited to be there you're aroused by the, you know, as a, the exhibitionist is now 
adding they're, they're even their their expression their arousal response is even higher now because they know that you're watching and you're watching them get even hotter which turns you on even more which then turns the exhibitionist on even more so now we've ramped up our sexual arousal response is now up to you know we've ramped it up now depending on how long that exchange happens for each time there's another layer of like watching arousal ramped up then you're turned on because the, they're turned on by the fact that you're watching, which is then ramps up yours. So each time you can now get up to like a night, depending on how long, how much it lasts, how, how expressive, how communicative, all those things, you can get up to a nine, maybe even, you know, maybe even a 9.5. Um, I think, you know, only masters get up to the 10 mark. That's a lifetime of practice. <laughs> so it's worth it. You're like, oh, I never really thought about it from that perspective. That, yes. Watching an exhibitionist as a voyeur, watching an exhibitionist being turned on by being watched and you getting turned on because they're turned on because you're turned on. It's like, it just keeps ramping it up, ramping it up to the, 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 it's like, oh, <laughs> so it's worthwhile letting go, but you can't really experience that if your sexual imprinting is tied and your sexual arousal response and your orgasmic patterning is all hooked into shame, guilt, fear, um, adrenaline, you know, um, get, you know, adrenaline and feeling bad. If it's all hooked into those pieces, you can't have those experiences because your body won't know what to do. So we may need to do a little bit of like rewiring to get you in track where you don't need to have the shame and the guilt and the feeling bad in order to have sexual gratification and sexual arousal. Okay. So there we go. Voyeurism. Voyeurism is epic. We are a society of voyeurs. We all like to watch. We all like to watch. It's kind of like the other piece of voyeurism that I really want to, you know, just kind of lean in a little bit to is that it's safe to watch and not have to participate. There's another piece to that. It's like, if I don't have to engage with the people that are involved sexually, there's a lot of freedom that allows me to just observe and watch from a distance. There's a, there's a safety in that. There's a comfort in that. There's no risk in that. There's no rejection in that. These are some of the things. So that in itself can be incredibly beautiful and sexy and fun. And that's part why we are, you know, as a society, we're a bunch of voyeurs. But it's also, if you have, so here's again, another invitation. If, if you only can gain sexual gratification from being separate and watching, 
And voyeurism isn't a part of your sexual expression, it is all of your sexual expression. Then we may have some trauma stuff that needs to be healed. Um, there may be some imprinting of relationships and intimacy connection that may need to be healed. Because as much as I'm all for being a voyeur, um, if it's the only, again, if it's a part of your, part of your sexual expression, wonderful. Yay. We can have many facets, but if it's the only way in which you can sexually feel sexually gratified or satisfied, there's probably, there may be some other, not always. <laughs> Sorry. There may be some other factors that need to be addressed and I would lovingly invite you to reach out to me so that we can kind of do some healing around that and again untangling and moving getting rid of all the imprinting that's not supporting you and and you will still be a wonderful voyeur and you always like voyeurism but sometimes you may then be feel safe enough to have sexual interaction and sexual engagement with others okay so I just needed to leave that piece all right otherwise happy watching. You know where to find me. And, um, you know, you reach me at empressguide.com. If you're like, ooh, she talked about all these like fun exhibitionist ways of content. Um, you may, you want to reach out to me personally. Um, and I can, I can direct you to where those places live, where that content lives, where those invitations are. Um, so, all right. Stay curious, stay open, and of course, stay horny. Peace out. Bye-bye. Hmm. Well, I hope today's episode inspired you, encouraged you, and of course, made you feel tingly inside. <laughs> I just want to take a moment to tell you how much I appreciate the time that you spend and how I really deeply appreciate you listening. I do it for you guys, the audience, and I love and adore you guys. So quick loving reminder, I am not available for naked pictures, getting married, having sex, or having anybody's babies. And when you want to spend more time with me in a professional capacity as your coach, your teacher, your educator, your facilitator, um, you can reach me at GaiaMorissette.com. That's the gateway to all things Gaia. I also lovingly invite you to follow me on Instagram, which the handle is my orgasmic life podcast, where you can leave feedback and comments. Also come join me on Facebook at my orgasmic life podcast, Facebook group. And I really want to hear from you. I want to know how this show affected you. Did you, what did you learn? Was it inspirational? Did you agree? Do you disagree? Um, you know, I want, I want to know. Because I'm a little bit of a voyeur. So I want to know what, how am I affecting you? <laughs> so please, please, please come leave some comments. Now, if you're like, but I don't want everybody to know what I'm thinking, which is okay. Sometimes we need privacy and we need to be anonymous. So you would like that option? We have that. Okay, listeners. Uh, 
Until next time, may your life be filled with sexy exploration and orgasmic pleasure. Bye-bye.